Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast on an exciting week of football where I predicted right again with the veil going up and Real Madrid winning the Champions League. So if Forrest do it, I've predicted them all right, Ange. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Good day, everybody, wherever you are. I missed the first few words of the podcast, so I can't comment on what dude yeah. Ian just said. Congratulations, Ian. If only you could predict Stoke matches properly, then maybe you'd be of some worth to this podcast. Well, I did it last year. I got 2-1. Two, two Here one. we go. 2-1, I won that one. Jumping on your own horse and shouting about your own glory. Yeah, it still is pathetic. There's 46 games of the season. Did you say pathetic or prophetic? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Stop with your attitude. We know why it's happened. We know why you like you are at this moment in time. I know, I know. I can't help it. I can't help it. If you ask me um, what could be a worse weekend for me, then um, there probably hasn't been one for a while. But uh, being a Barcelona fan, having lived them, and before you say anything, I'm always a diehard Stoke fan, but when I lived in Barcelona, I did support Barcelona. I did have a season ticket, so I have the same feelings for Real Madrid as a lot of Stoke fans have for the other team in this city, um, who you've just congratulated. I did not congratulate, but we might as well do that later. Right, but before we go into anything else, we're going to have to talk about the playoff final, and to be honest, it was like watching paint dry, wasn't it, as Stoke went down? Um, It was really disappointing. I don't know whether uh, the young lads... um, were overawed. Wolves were way the better team. Uh, Stoke never really got out of the block, so there was a lot of sideways, backwards passing, um, not really much going forward. And then um, when they lose, look, they did well to get where they got, but nobody wants to lose in the final. However, the retained list was a bit of a shock for some of those young lads. I mean, I saw uh, Adam Porter has gone, who Michael O'Neill had thought great things of at one point, but he's obviously gone on to different things now and a few more will be gone so um, good luck to them and all they do but uh, it wasn't to be well let's go into the game then as we can't use the colourful language that you told me off air before we get started I don't want any more of that you know effings and jeffings and all that kind of stuff but what what was wrong with the performance for a kick uh, well if you want to start at the beginning um, they didn't have enough shots on target and um the Wolves were far stronger, far quicker, played a far more faster game through midfield up to, up to the forwards, whereas we just seemed to concentrate on uh, a route similar to, to, to the first team. That It's all very well building from the back, um, but if you're not building, I mean, all you're doing is building foundations, 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 foundations. You're never, never pushing any further forward. So for me, it was... Uh, it was like watching the first team, only um, a bit slower. Well, that's not good to hear, is it? Um, it's, to be honest, it has still been a good campaign. You know, we almost got promoted. We have to take the good things from it. We have produced a good couple of young lads, haven't they? They've started to break through, and some have even broken into the first team. Some good load spells. Apparently, there's a bit of interest in Sparrow and a few other of his academy players. But one of the, well, we say star because he had a, a failed half season loan at, Ch- at Cheltenham. Uh, Christian Norton has been let go. Yeah, um, did you did you not expect that? Uh, no, I knew that was going to happen, to be honest. It, 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 let's be honest, we got him from Middlesbrough. And I've said this before a lot of players that fail at other academies and then come to ours fail as well. I'm a bit surprised by Porter as well, but Norton. 
had his chance, didn't he, in that loan spell. I don't think scored from what from what I'd heard and ended up back at our academy and nobody wanted to take him on, didn't they? So he's obviously one that hasn't been retained. Makes sense, doesn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you look at other clubs' academies, at one point, Crew's Academy was the best for miles around, wasn't it? It was highly rated. Lots of good players came out of the Crew Academy. Danny Murphy, for one. You, you talked about Dean Ashton for another. Uh, Nick Powell, if you're talking about current players. And it goes in cycles, doesn't it? Stokes seem to be doing really quite well with their academy at the moment, whereas Crew's Academy isn't rated that highly now, is it? So I think we've got to, um, got to look at where we shop in, in terms of the under-22s. We'll always take players from other academies that have been released because if now you've got this so many miles radius from your ground, um, you've got clubs like Everton, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United scouring around Stoke-on-Trent. Um, and if you, if, if you have a choice of going to Man City or Man United as a young kid, most parents will let the kids go there because... It, Obviously, the, the streets are paved with gold until, until it doesn't work out. So, after that, we probably pick up a lot of people that aren't um, going to make their grade or they don't think they're going to make their grade. But when you look at some of the players we've got, Tezgel's, um the one that everybody's pinning the hopes on now, aren't they? Well, he's he's a brilliant young player, isn't he? You know, his goal scoring record and the youth level shows that he's playing it. He's been playing. Pretty much since the under 12s, anti at a higher level, under 14s. Then he went on to the under 16s when he wasn't at that age. He's he's shining, isn't he? And he is something that we've got to look at. And you know, as soon as that 16th birthday comes in, we've got to knuckle him down because we don't want another Mo Sanko, do, do we? Where you know they leave for nothing, and you know he's starting to play regular now for Stuttgart. So you know we don't want that again, do we? Yeah, I agree, but. You can't keep going... Look, we're in, uh, we've had this discussion already where I think we're in the last transfer window now where you will have a completely clean slate um, when they get rid of Etebo because, of course, Watford have decided uh, Etebo they don't want. He won't come back to Stoke and you've got um, our, our good friend playing at Millwall who will probably go there on a free or be sold for peanuts. You can't keep relying on... Um, now, probably, dare I say, second class, sec- I don't mean second rate, but players that in another era, um, or if we were allowed to spend, we, would, we wouldn't have these people, um, because we just can't spend the money that we have at the moment. But what I'm concerned about is that we keep getting loans in, we're having players on freeze, um, the long-term development of Stoke City Football Club at the moment, given where we are with FFP and given where the world is with COVID, is you've got to start looking at developing players yourself. And if you look back at the last match of last season, and I am only basing it on one match, Tom Sparrow, who was the captain of the under-23s in, in that playoff final, he didn't look that great to me. He looked like a fish completely out of water. Now, he might come on and be brilliant, but I don't know whether we pushed him in just because we could the last match of the season or whether we genuinely really thought he was good enough. I didn't think he was that great, did you? No, well, I mean, to be honest, apart from Tez Jal and 
a few others that we've brought in, you know, Suter was brought in, Campbell was brought in, right, Phillips was brought in from other clubs. Um, you know, Sparrow didn't massively impress me. I think Porter did, which is we'll yeah, talk about him after. Um, no, Sparrow didn't impress me at all, to be honest. He, he, he did look out of his depth. He didn't... To, to be honest, he looks like a right-back playing out of position, for my liking. Um he was played, asked to play as a right wing back, which for me shows how much we're lacking on that side at the moment. We have done really since Wilco. To, well, no, when Johnson still had his legs. But yeah. I think we've got to look at more of the academy. I'm surprised by Adam Porter, though, to be honest. I am. There's obviously something going wrong there. But when you look at taking people from other academies, I mean, one of the biggest examples of taking players from other academies Academies is Tyrese Campbell. Yeah. We picked up Tyrese Campbell, um, much to the hard work of the much maligned Mark Cartwright. He got him here, and a lot of people will look upon him now as a as a stokey player because he played in our academy. But if you can pick up a few Campbells along the way, well, let's face it, when you look at him, he probably would never have been good enough for Manchester City. And and arguably, they they may well now have one of the best academies in the world. You would think so with the money they've got and and how they they invest in players. And if 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 you look at Manchester City's academy, right, and you look at Manchester City's first team, um, I know it's several leagues above us. But if if you look at how many of their own academy players have, have made it through to the first team, then who, who are your standout players? You've got Phil Foden, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. He would have made it in any academy. Liam Delap, he's had a couple of appearances and then disappeared. The other lad, he was flavouring a month for, for a short while. So if they're only bringing through rare occurrences, then is it inconceivable that we're expecting too much of our own academy? Well, we're, we're, let's be honest, the, the last couple of years we've been having to look at the academy because as recruitment has been, without question, so poorly done, hasn't it? So... You know, Suter was pushed in ahead of schedule because of his development on his loan spells, and he come in better than anything we had, which show, show, which really does shine a heavy light on what we're doing in the transfers. But I think we are. It's it, as academy is it looking better because we're forcing these lads in, or is it because they're good players? I'm, I'm not sure. That's the thing. I'm stuck on the fence with with our academy. Because yeah, I think that I think that's true. And then when you look at Sparrow, I, I think he was moved to right back. I, I do actually think he was a central midfielder when he first started, and then he had to move to right back. I think Malone um, was playing at, um, in the central midfield, and he moved to right back. Um, and Kieran Coates was playing on the other side. And of course, Kieran Coates is another one that's been let go, isn't he? Yeah, I was surprised by that one as well, Kieran Coates, because he was last season. He, he was he was what what once he. One of the best players in the academy was up for a young player of the year or something. Yeah, they? and uh, you look at some of the players that have gone out alone, like you've talked about um, Varian, and, and you've got um, Lewis Macari who's playing in Dundalk. He, he's playing on in a position that he doesn't really like. He's playing the opposite side of the pitch that he wants to, but he's getting uh, progress, isn't he? I think when you look at somebody like Connor Taylor, who's gone away to Bristol and improved, It'll be interesting to see uh, whether Connor Taylor comes back and stays at the club or goes out on loan again. So it's not all bad with our academy. I mean, Adam Porter had been at Stoke for, I think it was about 14 years. Um, 
so it was be a big shock for somebody like Adam Adam Porter to go somewhere else because, as you say, we we thought that he was going to make it. Yeah, I, I did. I thought he was going to make it. I don't think there's a few there, but the problem is, you have to succeed on your loan spells. If you don't, if you go out and like Varane, for example, where did he go? Hartlepool wanted to. What he went yeah. there. I think he scored three goals. Now he's all right because he's a lot younger than the rest. I think he's 16, 17, into 17, 18. So he's probably got one more year left at the club. But when you've got like Norton who went out on loan and didn't impress, you've got that Goodwin who scored on his debut, but. I think, yeah, it is good. We didn't it. He went out and scored his debut, but didn't really impress after that. So, this is the thing of issue, with issue. The only one who's gone out and really impressed on his loan spell is Connor Taylor. Now, for me, he's a player that, if he's impressing that much there, I know it's a level down. We're probably, for the good of him, think, right, let's loan him out again and give him another season at Bristol Rovers. But with, with how shoddy our team is at the moment, we might have to be forced to bring him in. Yeah, which which could go either way. It could either knock him down or make him better. And it's, you know, I think the good thing we did with Harry Suter is he had them two seasons with Joey Barton. He had the promotion year from League Two, didn't he? And then he had the year in League One, impressed in both divisions, and then come back to Stoke. It was just another level higher. And he, but he was, he, I think, he was ready for it. Now we could do that again with Connor Taylor, but that means we're gonna to have to bring a defender in. Now that might block his avenue in a year's time, and that's yeah. the problem with Connor Taylor. You know, because we've already got Ben Wilmot, who, who's a, I think, a player in there. I, I, I think he, another year on, a bit more experience of what's going on with the manager's decisions. I think Ben Wilmot will improve, but he needs to stay in a steady position. You know, I think there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, and, and Stoke's first team need to have balance. I mean, when you're talking about, uh, you know, transfers this season, I mean. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work because I don't think many clubs in our division are, are going to have much money and um, I don't think there'll be many millions of pounds spent. I, I just don't think there will be. Uh, whatever happens, our wage bill will have to come down again. I think it's still in the top ten, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, we've just got to hope that uh, we hit the ground running. I mean, we've hit the ground running in the last couple of seasons and then suddenly the ground's got very early and we haven't managed to keep it going but we've got to have a much better upturn in home performances um, because well it's just it wasn't good last season was it and I think people will get out of the routine of just going to games, you can have the cheapest season ticket in the world but if you're not happy going to football matches then you'll find something else to do and just go to the odd one or two um, that you've got but while we're talking about the team I mean there's lots of talk about players coming in um, it seems like we we still think we'll keep Joe Allen, but who are we going to have as fullbacks? Well, we have been linked this week, obviously, aren't we, with Nathan Byrne from Derby. Um, but they've triggered his response now, so he, he looks like he might be signed. I think he has signed, got, oh no, got a one-year extension at Derby, so that one's off the cards now. Yeah. Um, but that, for me, is another player that I look at and go, he's 30 years of age, and yes, he had a good season last year, but before before last season, had anybody heard of Nathan Byrne? That's the way I look at a player like that. For me, it's another Morgan Fox, in my opinion. He might have been good, I, I don't know. But for me, we're shopping at Poundland again, aren't we? We're looking at free transfers again, aren't we? 
until until we spend Ange, I can't see us getting out of this division. I think we're only going to get worse from from the. Well, looks. we're looking at free transfers, and we're probably looking at players from uh, first division clubs. I mean, I've talked about fullbacks. We need more goals in the team. I mean, Brown stepped up last season and and scored. Whatever you think of Surridge, he didn't do it. Stoke, he might do it elsewhere. He didn't do it at Stoke. You had Powell, who wasn't fit for a lot of the season. Campbell clearly wasn't fit. Excuse me. <clears throat> throughout the season um, so you've got to find some more goals and that isn't just going to come I see uh, Campbell's supposed to be training again and it would be great if he was fully fit and could get in the team and score goals but from my perspective um, you, you've got to have decent fullbacks that play a system that suits the players you've got and, and score goals and, and I just don't know where the goals are coming from no, I don't. That's the biggest issue for me. I think there's probably for me there's too many positions in our squad that are you know square pegs round holes rather than players there. I think I still think we need a left-footed, natural left-sided centre back. I'm not hundred percent on time, and I know there's times like Marmite into where he splits the fan base. There's people like me who are not a massive fan, and there's people who think he's amazing. There was a lot of people who wanted him as player of the season, and I don't get that for the love of money. He'd win Mouth Open Award for me, but other than that, I just I can't see what it is. I mean, Tommy Smith's been a letdown since he come the club. We need a right wing back, and the problem is they're not cheap. Good right wing backs are very pricey in any division. You know, we for me we've we've got to we've got to start looking at quality really rather than numbers. I think you know it's players like Verancic. It's it's great on paper. But through the whole season, he started well and tailed off, you know. And for some reason, we give him a new contract. And for me, he just looks desperate at the moment. It's in a film of confidence for next season when we're being linked. And, and, he, you know. and that's good. What you've you've just you've just said about Dantich. I mean, when have we looked threatening this season apart from odd game from set pieces? We haven't looked brilliantly threatening. Uh, the centre-backs don't really chip in with goals like they used to in the pass at Stoke. Um, midfield, well, if Alan goes, I'm not. I'm sort of not... How can I say it? If Alan goes and we haven't replaced him, to me, that's a problem. Baker isn't going to, to do enough on his own without some help around him. Um, I just think that we've got to get somebody in that can score. Uh, and, and they aren't cheap, as you've said. Yeah, because he says the mid. I've said it now, and I've said it. I've said it now for about four, four or five seasons. Our midfield, I think, is the is the most overpaid midfield in the division. I think the you know I've I've heard recently that he's on nearly twenty grand a week. Branchich, and I'm thinking, why are we paying him? Yeah, you had a perfect opportunity there to go. We're not extending your contracts. Find somewhere else. But for me, we've kept hold of him because he can take a corner. It's the only thing I can see. I mean, first half of the season, well, not even first half, he tailed off, like I said before, around November November time in, in the season. But he did nothing from that point on. He didn't. He only got one assist and I think one goal once, or two, was it two goals? But, you know, that's not good enough and I don't understand why they've kept him. I genuinely don't understand because he's going to be a year older next season. So he's going to, probably going to have more niggly injuries. It's the same thing with Stephen Fletcher, isn't it, where... We decided to keep hold of him and extend that year. And last season, what did Stephen Fletcher do? I don't think he scored, did he? How many goals did Fletcher score last season? Three? Yeah. 
you know, this is what I mean about Stoke, where we, but these players are on good wages. They aren't on, you know, a grand a week, two grand. They're on 10, 15 grand a week. And, we, and we're keeping hold of them when we don't need to. It's just brain dead. And anybody's book, it's brain dead. You know, would West Brom be doing this? No, because if they did, they would have kept all the Sawyers. Apparently, we're, we're, we're chasing to get him signed up. You know, there's got to be some big improvements. Let's let's be honest. Now, a player that we've been linked to, who's again on the same elk as a Campbell and a, and Howard Bell, he's a player of Humphreys, who has been out on loan. I think he's been out on loan to where Berahinia was a couple of years ago, um, Zult Varajam. Uh, what do we think about this signing, if it does happen? Um. I, I don't think it'll happen for one, and I honestly don't know that um, that much about him. But um, I don't know if you watched... Did you watch Wrexham against Grimsby yesterday? Yeah, it was a great game, to be fair. I quite like that John McAtee from Grimsby. I don't know what you thought about him. Yeah, I liked him, and to be honest, that their striker is, is lethal even in League One, you know, that Mullen. Yeah. Um you know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but a punt on him would as well wouldn't be yeah. a million miles out of the question, is it? You know, so many players, I mean, Keith Kiefer Moore, um, James Collins, isn't it? he used to be at Luton, now at Cardiff, got great goal-scoring records, and they, they pretty much started in the lower divisions and, and made big jumps to, you know, Luton, League One, um, and Kiefer Moore, I think, did the same, didn't he? But I can't remember where he went before, was it? Did he go to Scotland? I can't remember where he went. But, you know, these are players we might have to be looking at rather than, you know, overpaid rubbish, as, as people have said. Well, I mean, he's 22 years of age, so uh, to me it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's quite um, an interesting punt. If, and I'm sure he's got the ability to move up. Maybe he'll go to League One before he'll come to us. But in, in answer to your other question about Humphreys, what do you think of him? Um, to be honest, I, I don't know much about him. I, I know he's quite tall. He's got a bit of pace. He's twenty-three years of age. Um, his stats look good in, on his loan spells. I mean, he, he did well last season for Zult Varajam. Um, if, if I'm, I might be murdering that football club name, by the way, <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, I've get Nigel to pronounce it. But again, he's young. It depends on wages for me. Um, if he if he wants his Premier League twenty three twenty five grand a week, then it's a no for me. If he wants a, a, a sensible six seven grand a week, then why not? He, he could add something to it. I know he's right footed, which which goes against it for me because I think we need a left footed centre back. Um, I don't really know much about him to be honest. He, he's a, he's come out of the blue really, um, but it is a free transfer. Right wages, why not? Can't be worse than James Chester, can he? No, but if you're talking about three transfers, then presumably Stoke will be in for Remain Sawyers. (sighs) We've had him for a season, and let's be honest, it was very hit and miss. Agree. So, for me, if we do go and try and get Sawyers on on a free transfers, the big question I ask for that, and I know a lot of people will ask that, is why. Yeah. And I can't think of one, can you? I think he's, as I've said early, earlier on when he first joined us, I think he's, his legs have gone and he's a luxury player you can afford when your team's well in advance 
we haven't got a team um, that look like winning five or six nil every match. And um, if, as it seems to be suggested, that O'Neill wants to, quote, tweak the balance of the midfield, I'm not sure where you can tweak it. If we do keep Allen and we've got Powell and Baker, and they'll be expecting over 35 starts each, won't they? Yeah. So um, I, I wouldn't go for him, but I just think we will because he's free. Well, that's the problem in itself again, isn't it? Really, that you know, it, 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 I, whenever I look at Stokes transfers, and, it, and this goes back even to the Pulis era as well, it seems like we're looking at players all wrong for me when we when we're doing this and we're signing players. For me, Romain Sawyer's is no different from Sam Clucas and Lewis Baker, just not as good, just not as good in their own aspects. You know, Clucas yeah. has got a great left foot. And Baker's a good engine. I think Baker, with good players around him, would be a very good midfielder, to be honest. Even yeah, maybe play higher up. But Romain Sawyers isn't that. You know, we've already got, we've already kept Older Branch, who's, let's be honest, not exactly mobile. Got a good left foot as well as Klukas. But I can't see Klukas going unless, unless an offer does come in. But let's be honest, who's going to go for Klukas when he's on 23 grand a week? No one. Exactly. Um... Vrancic is on similar money as well, so we've got two players there who's on nearly fifty grand a week that I wouldn't even put in my starting eleven, no, which, which is no, frightening. I, um, I, I, I don't understand what Mike that that worries me as well in its own entitlement. Is, is what does he mean by a change in the midfield? What does Sawyer's bring? He's had him for a season, and he he scored what four goals, got three assists. For me, that's the stit stats that we should be looking at. You know, he's not quick. We know he's bone idle. He can't defend. Yet he's got a good pass on him and he can hit the ball well now and again. But what's he bringing? You know, that's not going to get, get you promoted. You know, there's a reason why West Brom have let him go. Well, West Brom want to get to the playoffs because they're going to find it tough as well with the teams that have dropped. Watford have got a good side and they've got loads of money. Same with... Um, Nor well, Norwich always got a good academy and they do things right, Norwich. But... You've also got Burnley, who are going to have a very strong side that are dropping. You've got a lot of internationals in their side. So if he's not good, I think most of those will probably want to go elsewhere. I, I don't think there'll be many who'll leave Burnley. To be honest, I think that those foreign lads, the Vegorsten, is it Comet, the left winger, who they brought, yeah, they've brought them to, and they'll probably go, maybe on loan because of the big wages they're on. They'll probably lose Nick Pope. Maybe Tarkovsky as well, but other than that, they, they, you know, a lot of that team's going to stay. So they're going to have a strong team for this division below. They'll just bring a few players in, but they'll probably get 40, 50 million for Nick Pope. Nick Pope. So yeah. the truth is with it is that Burnley are going to be a very strong side next season, especially if they get a decent manager in. So when I look at Burnley, they're going to probably be up there with Wat Watford challenging. Norwich and no mugs, they know how to get out of this division. So, if he's not good enough for West Brom, who are fighting for the playoffs with us, then why the hell is he good enough for us? Yeah, so I think we've decided, both of us, that we don't want him. No, without a question, if you, no. If you go back to the match against Coventry, the last match of the season, where, let's be honest, there we've got a draw out of that match, I haven't got a clue, because they were way better than us. Um, they played it quickly, they did everything that we didn't do last season, apart from in a couple of matches, a Swansea away. West Brom at home, possibly Bournemouth at home, possibly Fulham, where we played the ball fast and we got the ball up the pitch quickly. 
when I was speaking to Dean Holden at the end of the match, he said to me, right, the, the way Coventry played against us was the way that we want to play. And that's the way we are supposedly wanting to play next season. Well, if that's the case, it's not going to be a tweak in midfield, is it? It's going to have to be a completely different type of midfield because if Sawyer's in it, and even Alan, I don't think um, that we're capable of playing that fast way. I don't know what you think. Absolutely no chance. I can't put it any... I think, I think if he says we want to play fast-flowing, quick football... We well, he got... did. He said that's exactly how we want to play. So start making signings then. Start making good signings. I mean, Coventry for a perfect example. That them that midfielder, war number seven, is it O'Hare? O'Hare, get him yeah. in then. If you yeah. if you want to make make these improvements and, and get us up the pitch, I mean, I think Ben Pearson's available now on a free transfer. And I haven't Bournemouth decided not to keep hold of him? Great holding midfielder. I've always yeah. sung his praises ever since he was at Preston. He'd probably suit us. He'd be an improvement. If Alan goes. I'd go for him. He'd improve our midfield. But the, the truth is, if, you, if you're doing that, why are we going for Sawyers and, and keeping hold of Verancic if you want to play high, fast, quick-moving football? Because they haven't got legs in them. It, it, for me, well, this is the problem, which is why Stoke fans turn on the manager's hands, because they come out and say these things that are all what we want to hear, or we want to play like Coventry, we want to move, play quick, attacking football, but then sign a 30-year-old and a 32-year-old to the club. In midfield, yeah. you know, they, they do the opposite of what they're saying, which is yeah, very frustrating. You, you don't, to speed the game up, you don't just hoof the ball up the pitch, do you? you no. no. You, need, you need players that can play the ball forward and, and take people on. And um, more importantly, you need players that make runs off the ball. And I'm not sure. Um, I mean, we can look at Josh Madger. Uh, I think he might, well, if we can get him on loan again, I do think he'll be here. Um, and I thought he linked up the play, but he didn't look like scoring. And you said it because it wasn't fit. He wasn't fit. But we we need somebody to make runs so that the players like Powell can can pass the ball forward quicker. Because I think Powell is capable of, of, of being that player. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, Cam I think Campbell... For me, he's more of a right winger than a striker. But I think if you can put him in a striker role and get him in deadly positions, he comes alive. We, we, we've seen it so many times. It's not well, even last season, to be fair, he he come alive in deadly positions and scored goals. He, he doesn't miss. So we, he's a player we've got look at. You know, Brown I think can link up with him well, but we'll chip in the odd goal as well. But the problem is, like I say, is there's zero mobility and zero creativity in the midfield. The problem is we're playing with no wingers, so there's no support to the forward line higher up. I do, and until we can start bringing in young, good quality, which I don't think we can do until we can start spending money. For, for me, I've said it before and I'll say it again. For me, just get the cash book out. Get the best players in the division, ones who, who we know suit our system or how Dean Holden put it, how we play, and go for it. Because otherwise, we're just going to get worse. Let's be honest. I've not seen any progression from the last from last season to this. Well, last season to the season before. There's been no progression, has there? And that's because we're bringing in retired rubbish. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say something now that isn't earth shattering, but I think um, Michael O'Neill has to do it this season. 
he has to be there or thereabouts by before Christmas because if he isn't, um, then I think we have a problem in terms of I don't think the owners will turn a blind eye then. Well, this is this is the this is the problem though, into times. But from from everything you've been, we've been linked to, I think there was another player we were linked to as well. Um, is it Armstrong who used to play for Newcastle? I think we've been linked to Longstaff as well from Newcastle because I think they're going to be doing their uh, retaining who's going to be let go. I think them two are going to be on the list. Um, now, I wouldn't mind Longstaff. I think I think there's a good player in there, but. You know, looking at what we've been linked to far, so far, do you reckon he, he knows what he's looking for here? Well, I think, uh, again, it's only what I think. I think that Stoke are looking for six players. And I think they'll be really disappointed if they don't get five of them. Now, I don't know who those players are, but um, I, I think that they'll be pretty much down the road of getting the players that they they thought they could um, they could get but when you look at what's going on so far and what's um, what other clubs have done I mean Cardiff look like they've just taken a load of free players I, I think they've I think last time I saw it they've got Jack Annick who used to be at the Vale on the free uh, they've taken somebody Collins from Germany on the free uh, Adams from Forest Green on the free um, Bristol City have taken freeze. You look at the players, and I think there'll be a lot of players moving on this free merry-go-round this season. Yeah, there will be because it's it, at the end of the day, it's, it, people don't want to nail down players on long contracts, even even good ones. You know, look at Stoke with Nick Powell, who's been brilliant apart from his injury problems. We haven't given him a long contract, and you can understand why because you know managers come and go that quickly nowadays that, you know, we, they don't want to have loads of players on. Because that's, I think, what was our biggest problem when we had Rowett and especially Nathan Jones. Because to be fair, now looking back, I do feel feel sorry for him for what he had to try and turn round at Stoke. You know, Nathan Jones, a younger, really inexperienced manager at that point, having to turn round big egos, players that didn't want to be here, try bring in as much as he could to change things round and then got none of his targets. You know, you have to sort of give a bit of credit to him, really. I know he nearly took us down and it didn't work out, but no wonder it didn't work out, let's, let's be honest. I mean, the free transfer market's going to be crazy now because it's even starting happening with players like Messi now and Ronaldo maybe moving for free transfers because the wages are that ridiculous. Yeah, no, I know, and that is the problem. I mean, people were talking about... Uh, some of the players that were linked with us I think people were talking about Burn and saying well we couldn't afford his wages well I, I don't know whether we couldn't afford his wages but um, at least he'd get paid at Stoke whereas he wouldn't have got paid at Derby but obviously they've triggered this thing and he's um, he's going to stay at Derby but again I'll ask you now who are you going to get let's just go from the forward then we, need, we both agreed we need more goals where are they coming from? Are they going to? Are we just hoping that Campbell gets himself really fit and scores and doesn't get injured again? That Jacob Brown continues to to score. Who else is going to score? Um. Well, you spoke about Magic. I think Magic will happen. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be alone until he's in his final year, and we'll try to get him done for a mill or around a mill. Um, I know Magic can score goals. I know he can, and he's a good. To be honest, he's a very good centre forward. When he's fit, I'd like to say I know about his past at Bordeaux. 
his deal at Fulham fell through and Bordeaux didn't want him. He didn't want to be there and he wasn't even training. So, I mean, it's a bit crazy that we decided to get him in on January, really, because it was clear that he wasn't going to be up to speed and he was never going to be up to speed through the season because he was always playing catch-up, you know, to a lot of players around that were fully fit. Um, I think he could be a decent signing if we can get him fit. If we can get him fully fit, we know he can score goals. When he was at Sunderland in the division below, I think he'd come away with 15 goals in half a season before he went on to Bordeaux. Um, I'd take the gamble again on him with a loan if we can, or if we can get him on a really cheap deal because we know Bournemouth are desperate get rid but he's going to have to drop that 30 grand a week contract and will he do that for us? I'm not so sure and, and let's be honest if we can't give Byrne a contract when he's at Derby and he'd rather stay at Derby than come to us then we're in real mivy if we can't afford to give pay his wages. Yeah, it does. There's no question he's stopped now. I think Michael O'Neill knows it himself that this is his swan song if he doesn't if he doesn't start ticking things off. And but to be fair, Angie, financial wise, I know he hasn't had a lot of money to spend, but he has made a lot of mistakes with it. You know, Surridge oh, and a few others. He's made he's made some bad signs, but it's not just that. It's who would you say was a bad signing? Well, there's a there's a few in there. I mean, go on then. Well, Surridge instantly jumps to mind, but somehow he did he did manage to make money for that back. I think there's a lot of mistakes. I think Davies going, I think, was a mistake. We know why he had to go, but not bringing somebody else in. I mean, to be honest, at this moment in time, I'd put Fielding as number one, to be honest, at this moment well, in time. the thing that worries me, um, the goalkeeping situation. I mean, a lot of people say Bursic is nailed on. Well, if he was nailed on, he'd have been playing last season. Yeah, that's the truth. And, you know, I think, well, he started as number one, didn't he? And then Davies quite quickly jumped back in. He's not ready. He needs a loan spell. You know, we, we should be on the phone to Joey Barton going, Joey, do you want Joe and Connie? 
and get Joe in your goal for his full season. He hasn't had enough experience. He's had good, successful loan spells, but they've all been short. Three months here, two months there. That playoff campaign with whoever it was who got promoted from League Two that year when he went there. He needs a season. He needs a season somewhere where he's comfortable to get some football behind him before he gets into the Stoke side. He's not ready. And Bonham isn't good enough. And Fielding's too old, in my book. The, the truth is, we need a goalkeeper. And I think we even need a backup. I, I, for me, you know, we were linked to Ben Foster. That's gone out the window now because he won't drop from his. He won't drop below thirty grand a week from what I'm hearing. And even Watford are now hinting you might keep hold of him or or sign him back. The the truth is, the team's looking a bit dodgy at this moment, Andrew. This is why I'm worried. I'm worried with the side. It's not just Michael O'Neill in his judgment of a signing. I'm worried because. I'm worried about the defence because I'm not 100% on Wilmot. We're going to have Harry Suter coming back. Who was your favourite player a few months ago? Who? Wilmot. Come on, the joke's gone, Ange. The season's over. We cannot continue with a Ben Wilmot joke. I think there's a good player in Wilmot, but he's shown too much inconsistency. Good player in Wilmot if he's played in his right position. Well, that's this is what I'm. Play right back. This is what I'm coming, but he's also had to fill in at left centre back as well. Yeah. He hasn't actually played at right centre back much apart from the early days because Ostergaard was on the left centre back. There's another bad side in there. I knew he did come in. Wilmot, if he plays right centre back, I think he'll develop into a good defender. But the problem is, we've got Harry Suter that we don't know how well he's going to come back from his injury, which means then we're relying on a 40 year old. Then at left centre back, I, do, I honestly don't have a clue put there because we haven't got one. And not only we haven't got one, we haven't got two because we'll need a spare one in case he gets injured or, or fitness problems come in. So for me, yeah. we're looking short there. I mean, who replaces Wilmot at right centre-back if there's an injury there? You're looking at then at Connor Taylor or at Harry Wilson, at Wilson, Harry Forrester. Yeah, but if you if you, if you you look at somebody like Connor Taylor, I, don't, I think he'll go out on loan again, I really do. But if you look at who's going to replace these players or come in and help out if there's an injury, then we've got to be hoping that Collins gets sold and we get the sell on money quickly. Well, yeah, we, there has been rumours of a of a move to Newcastle and Bournemouth, aren't there? Apparently, it's above, you know, twenty million. So there's a chance we could get some money from that. But it, it, it really annoys me now at this moment because with Roman Abramovich leaving, now we've got the fourth richest owners in the football in the whole of the football league, and we're having to scrimp and scrape like this. And we we should be flying, shouldn't we? At this point. And it, it's so frustrating. You know, we're now scrimping and saving. We've got a 40-year-old centre-back. Don't get me wrong, was brilliant. And Jaggy Elke. But we've got no backup for Wilmot, really, apart from kids. We've got nobody at all at left centre-back unless we're going to start putting Morgan Fox in there. And I don't mind for a season Morgan Fox being a backup left centre-back. But the problem is he's always injured. Left wing-back, I think we're all right because we've got Dowerty and Tymon who can fill in. But I don't think Tymon's good enough. And I think Dowerty has got real issues of injury already. Right wing back we've got no one apart from Dahani. We look at the holding midfielder, I don't think we've got a single one. I think Jordan Thompson can fill in there and I think Joe Allen can fill in there, but they're not holding midfielders. Central midfielders I think we're set, but none of them are quick. I think Thompson and Baker's the best pick for them two central midfield areas, but none of them can pick a pass. None of them are creative in that way. 
I think Baker will score the odd goal because I think he's a he's a good opportunistic player. Knows where to be when when balls come into the box and stuff like that, which makes him a good player. Then when we look at the camp position, we've only got Nick Powell. There's no one else in there apart from now Verancic, who I think's completely lost his legs. We look at the forward line. We've got Ty, we've got Tyrese Campbell, and we've got Baker, and then that's it. We we might be getting Madrid on loan. We've got kids. That's where my problem is, Ange, is that position there that we've spent a lot of money over the last two years. And Michael O'Neill has said a lot of good things about what he's built, but I can't see what he's built. We haven't got a single left centre, left footed centre back at all. We've got no backup for the first choice. Right wing back, we've got no one. Left wing back, we've got players that I don't trust in time and in Doherty. Doherty, sorry. And goalkeeper, we haven't got a goalkeeper in my opinion. We've got a, a talented young lad that might be good in the future, but he isn't ready now. We've got bottom that isn't good enough. Fielding, who's had his injury problems recently as well, but isn't isn't been signed as a first choice player. So, which problem do you want to tackle first, Ange? Well, the first problem I would tackle would be um, Morgan Fox because he's the one back we've got at the moment. So let's start. We, I agree with you on the keepers, right? And I just think we're going to stick with Bursic this year for some reason. I really do. Um, I don't know why, but I think he will. And I, I would have a new keeper in. I said that the other week. But then you look at the fullbacks and then you look at Fox. Well, he's not my biggest choice anyway. He's not my favourite. But he's, he's, he's always injured. So, um, what do you do for cover for Fox? Well, this is the thing. I, I, to be honest, I've seen Fox more this season. I don't think he's played a single game, has he, at left-back, at left which is what we brought him in to do. Yeah. He's been filling in at left-centre-back. Now, we'll look. We'll just go into the back three. So we look at the back three. The man in the middle's settled. That's Harry Suter, isn't he? Yeah. Now his backup is Phil Jagielka. I think they'll play next to each other. But then that knocks out Ben Wilmot. I think he'll play full back. Oh my God! See, see where my problem is here. Yeah, I'll, I'll... and I'm not disputing it. Of course, you could put Alfie Doughty in as a fullback. He is able to play fullback. Well, I think, see, he's too small. He's he's too small. Alf, Alfie Doughty is a left wing back. He's fast. He's pacey. He can get up and down the pitch. If we can keep him fit, I think he's a better option than Josh Tymon. That's just yeah. my opinion from from the things yeah. I've seen of him. Now. This is the problem now. So we look at that centre-back positions. Now, for me, this is what I'd do. I'd have Suter as first choice, Ben Wilmot alongside him, Jag Elker on the bench and come in just in case Suter isn't fully fit. But we need left. We need a left centre-back. It's got to be priority for me for that defence. Well, we were looking at a lad called uh, Danny Ballard. He was at Arsenal. Um, and I know that we were looking at him. Um, and I think, if I'm correct, uh, he's part of the Northern Ireland setup. So I think we'll probably still be looking at him. But um, if you if you're going further along, then who else are you gonna have? Who else is there that you've heard of? Well, I mean, when we talk about left centre backs, I mean, for me, they've got to be naturally left footed. This is where, for me, I think John Suter comes in because. He actually plays left side of the Hearts back three and has been very good in that position. Now, 
when we were looking at him in January, you weren't 100% convinced and I was. And this is the reason why. Because a player like John Suter is a very good utility, utility centre-back. He seems to be able to fill. I know it's in the Scottish division and everyone will come out and go, it's a pub league and all that. He's at Rangers. He's not going to come to Stoke. Well, I know that now, but I'm just saying, just as an example of, of, what, yeah. of what kind of play we need. If we're not going to bring a natural left-footed centre-back in, then we need to bring a good utility man. We thought that was going to be Wilmot, and I don't think he, he can do that role. I just don't think he's... When he plays left centre-back... He can do, but he just looks like a little bit of a fish out of water. And we we clearly know he can't do it consistently as a right wing back. So when I look at it, there's got to be a player that's coming in. Um, that Ballard would actually be a good shout for me. Because I know he's naturally left footed. He plays left side of the centre-back for the Arsenal back line. He was actually captain for their under-16 and under-18s yeah, team as well. Nice. And it's played, I think, two, three times for Northern Ireland as well. So he's impressing. That would be a player I'd take a punt on. You know, those are the kind of players we need to look at now, players that are dropping from the Premier League who are breaking through. You know, Jagielkin now is 40 and has to accept he's not going to be a first-choice player. But if we're going to play him at right centre-back, we're playing a 40-year-old against somebody we've paid good money for who we want to develop. Yeah. Which is why, for me, Jagielka should be on the bench. That That's just in my opinion, and that's where the problem is defence. Now, right wing back, we've, we've tried to get Byrne in. We, at the moment, we've only got Dahani. Tom Edwards is out on loan. Smith's gone. That's got to be, without question, number one priority. Kane Wilson. Kane Wilson? Yeah. What do we know about Kane Wilson? Uh, I've just seen him a couple of times, and... Um... I think he he's got the ability to um, to to go all the way. He'll get a championship move soon, but I don't know. I don't know whether we're we're thinking on the on the right lines. If if Stoke are happily thinking that they've got a player um, like Alfie Doughty that can play in these positions, and he went out on on loan to Cardiff and by all accounts, did okay. Um, do you actually think that maybe they're just hoping that he'll come all on guns blazing and um, and actually do well for Stoke? I mean, this King Wilson I'm talking about, he's at Forest Green. Well, he was at Forest Green. Um, and he, he'll, he, I think he'll go because they've been promoted. Yeah, he's a good shout. There's, there's no question of it. Those are the kind of players we should be looking at. He's been consistently good for Forest Green. I know he's had three good seasons there. He's still got legs. He's a youngish lad. They're the kind of players we should be looking at. He won't be on a massive wage, so we can't. We, we don't have to go and give him fifteen grand a week to get him come us to us. He'd be yeah. desperate come to a club like us. You know, these yeah. are the kind well, of I mean, players we should go. be looking at. I mean, he, he joined um, Forest Green, I think. I'm pretty sure it was from West Brom on a free. He's another player that they didn't think was going to make it, and and and, and now obviously has has done well. I mean, he got three goals as well um, from I think it's about 43, 44 appearances. But there's another one there, um, Nicky Cadden, um, who plays for Forest Green, and I think we've got to start looking in those sort of clubs for players that might come through. Yeah, I agree. That's what Luton do. And look where it's got Luton and Nathan Jones. You, you know, these, for me, if there's a player there that's impressing and is doing it consistently, that's the word, consistently, 
They're the kind of play. I'd rather us go for a Kane Wilson than a Josh Maggi. Yeah. Because a Josh Maggi, yes, did something three years ago when he was at Sunderland, but it's done nothing since apart from two goals in the Premier League with Fulham. There's, you're trying to get a player back rather than a player that's ready to go. Now, a player like Kane Wilson, he's ready to come in because he's been playing for Forest Green. He's ready to come in and go in that right wing back role. Yeah, I think, what is he, 22, 23? 23, I think he is, Kane Wilson, which is the right yeah. age, just the right age to step up. He's had a great yeah. season with Forest Green. We'd, we'd probably get him for next to nothing. Why not? Yeah. And so, even if he doesn't work out, he, he's probably still better than Zahenny as a backup. Well, I mean, I, I never quite understood that signing, and I still don't understand that signing. I think it's a very strange signing if I'm being honest and there's another bad signing for me I know he hasn't played a lot and we can't judge him majorly but I don't see what he brings now no I don't either now the next problem area where we've got no players we'll only do the problem areas we'll talk about the other areas on later podcast holding midfielder yeah well I mean for me the, the midfielder that I think we miss the most this season was Jordan Thompson and I wouldn't call him a holding midfielder. I'd call him a, a defensive midfielder. But we haven't got a decent holding midfielder, have we? No, no. We've had three goes at it and not one of them have played there. Well, done well there. You know, we've had good games with Jordan Thompson there. I think we've had good games with Joe Allen there. But yeah. we've also had bad games with them in there. The, the yeah. truth is, for me, we need a good central defensive midfielder. I, don't, I personally don't think Thompson is one. I think Thompson is a left-sided central midfielder. That's what he looks like to me. Um, and, and to be honest, he's the only one who gets anything out of timing, really. He brings yeah. him into play and gets him away again. I, I think he's really good at that. But well, I'd have timing in in a back four, uh, uh, even as a left-back, every time over Morgan Fox. I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd pick Kieran Coates over Morgan Fox, and to be honest, he, he's injured all the time and, and doesn't play well. He, when was he, I think it was the last time he played, he was absolute calamity. Yeah. And for me, I'd pay him up. I'd say, right, how much is left? And you know, go. We'll give you an offer. Go. Find yourself another club. And I don't think he will. I think he's done. And to be honest, I think he's had a lot of injury problems for a long time. I think he's done. He was another poor signing. Um, mm. For me, holding midfield has got to be priority. I've already said on many occasions, Max Bird would be my number one choice. I think he'd be. He's quick. He's he's able to get up the pitch and back when when Derby were losing the ball you know it would probably probably cost about one one. this is what I mean about Derby this is the perfect time to pip their players whilst they're well, you administrating about, uh, because I know we're coming to the end of this one and we'll do the forwards next time I guess but you were on about Ryan Fredericks weren't you being a good signing yeah go on then explain why well the the thing is, as a as a player, I think I think he's 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 lost his way at West Ham. But when he was at West Ham, he was at or was it Fulham? Fulham was it Fulham? I, I can't remember which side he played. But I like his pace and I like his movement, and he's good. Yeah. At, he's, he's tricky, which is what we need. And what I mean by tricky, he 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 can contain the ball, but run. It's running where we struggle. We have no legs in that team. Especially yeah. in midfield, if we, when we've got a leg, leggy midfield, especially when it's like at the start, when we started falling apart at Christmas, we had Sawyers, Francic, and Joe Allen. 
There's no yeah. legs there, so you need oh, legs yeah. around them. And he's good at that. Until he lost yeah. his place, he was really good at bombing forward and, and getting away on the right and putting ball in. Fair enough, he, he didn't have a good end results with the cross, but that's when you could bring these immobile midfielders into play by passing it along and, and maybe going through the central route. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's plenty of players out there yeah. that we well, can look at. Well, then, what I'd say then is just, because I know we've done over an hour now, but just let's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say that in my opinion, um, this is what I think we need and we can discuss what we both feel that we need next week from those that we haven't this week. I think we need a goalkeeper. Yeah. I think we need a right back and a left back. I think we, we need a defensive midfielder, a central midfielder, uh, a left winger and a striker. In fact, we need two strikers. So for me, we need eight players. So I'm going with a goalie. Do you agree on that? I agree with goalkeeper, yeah. Right back, left back? I don't think left back, but definitely okay. right back. Okay, so we agree on two. Defensive midfielder? Without question, yeah. Okay, so we agree on three. Centre midfielder? Yeah, three of them. Four. <laughs> left winger? Yeah, if we're changing the system. Because we do need a, a plan B at times in games. Right, five. And I think we need two strikers. I'd say three. Right, okay. So you've gone for eight players then. We haven't gone for exactly the same players. So we've both gone for goalkeeper. Uh, both gone for right back. You don't agree about the left back. Defensive midfielder, central midfielder, left wing, and you've said three strikers, that's eight players. I'd go with seven, I'd knock it to two strikers. So we've done the goalkeeper, the right back, the left back, and the defensive midfielder. Next week, we, shall we look at the centre midfielder, the left winger, and the three strikers? Yeah, we'll, we'll move to an higher position next week. We've covered the back line. I mean, you don't agree with me that we need another centre back, um, but I do. So next week, we'll, we'll talk about the forward line. What needs to come yes, in? Yes, so I look forward to that and I look forward to you uh, eating humble pie when Huddersfield have beaten the mighty Nottingham Forest. No, it's going to be six out of six. You know this as well as I do. Forest are going up. We'll be playing the, ta- the whatever they are, Huddersfield, that Mickey Mouse club in, in Yorkshire. We'll be playing them next season. So thanks everybody and say bye, Ange. Uh, bye, Ange. <laughs> so thanks for listening. You know where we are if you want to get more involved with us here at the Potts Podcast. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just put in the Potts Podcast, you'll find us dead easy. If you want to get a little bit more involved and get in with a group of more Stoke fans, got more than 911 subscribers to that, which is the the Facebook page, the Potters group page. Get on there. Quick question, you get yourself on and you can have even more of a say if you want. Also, if you're on iTunes, you can give us a five-star review. It means a lot to us here at the Potts Podcast. So thanks for listening to all the best.